Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. The most important thing about the choir uh, moving on into the future is that the choir is a family now and they have that connection every week. Jonathan Wells travelled the world in his acclaimed opera career, but it was when he moved back to Australia that he took on a challenge unlike anything he'd done before. Jonathan was determined to start a choir made up of people who were homeless or disadvantaged. went from busking at the train station to booking out Melbourne Town Hall to being invited to play at the Sydney Opera House. They've sung with Damien Leith, Judith Durham and Jimmy Barnes, just to name a few. The TV series about their journey blitzed the ratings and picked up a Logie along the way and they've sold the amount of albums many a rock band would be thrilled to. The Choir of Hard Knocks has become the best-known choir in Australia. They played at Sydney's Taronga Zoo recently and even pouring rain couldn't keep the crowds away. Eric, what are we spotting you doing in the choir this evening? Ooh, about 15 solos and 16 costume changes. <laughs> um, my uh, party piece is Imagine, and I have a few lines in Hallelujah, and a few other bits and pieces. If people fall off the perch, I have to run in nice. and help out. And so for people who... You know, people who might be sleeping rough or having a tough time in their lives at the moment, what advice would you give them? Get into something, something good, something you like doing or helping other people, people even less fortunate than yourself. Just do something, don't just sit around. Life's too short. In the Choir of Hard Knocks documentary series, we saw the members talking about how, through being in the choir, they began to feel they belonged and mattered. One guy said he was even finding the ability to come out of long-term drug abuse. But now more than three years down the track, what kind of changes is Jonathan Welsh seeing in the people who make up his choir? Uh, look, I think the most, the most obvious is, first of all, their physical appearance how they um, have much more confidence in their demeanour and how they stand and how they dress and how they will engage with you socially and in their conversation. Um, but I think definitely the confidence is the most important thing um, that has, has risen dramatically over the last few years. And many of the original choir members have moved on to go and do part-time or full-time study and work. Um, we have some choir members going off to do music courses. Uh, one of our choir members who's technically blind, um, legally blind, is a photographer now. Some, uh, another choir member has gone back to do honours in psychology at Monash University, um, which is great. But uh, the most important thing about the choir uh, moving on into the future is that the choir is a family now and they had that connection every week. Lawrence, how has it changed life for you in the last three years that you've been part of this choir? It's given me stability, it's given me concentration and focusing and it's expanding knowledge and music and caring and accepting and respecting everyone with the different levels, different illnesses. And uh, what are we going to see you do tonight? What's your role in the choir? I'll be doing a duet, summertime, and conducting. There's been a name change. The Choir of Hard Knocks has gone out on its own and become the Choir of Hope and Inspiration. But the impact on both choir members and audiences stays the same.
And with the Melbourne Choir being such a success, Jonathan Welsh explains that plenty of other community groups have been inspired to start their own choirs. Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, there are now choirs all around Australia that have sprung up out of, the, out of that concept, I suppose. In uh, there's a choir in Hobart called the Choir of High Hopes. There's a choir in Newcastle um, that's part of a women's refuge called the Choir of No More Knocks. There's uh, a choir in Toowoomba called the Choir of Warm Socks. There's the Choir of Old Crocs in Tasmania. And there's even, I, I believe, uh, uh, women are, as part of a breast, cover, um, breast cancer recovery group called the Choir of One Knocker. So <laughs> I think singing's kind of become cool again. You know, it's like the new book club. Um, people want to be part of it. And, and it's not just the act of singing, which of course is wonderful. And that's an amazing experience to sing by yourself or together with a group of people. But it's very much the social interaction and the social connection, I think, that people are looking for in many, many different ways. Um, and in many ways, I suppose, you know, singing is a very spiritual act. Um, and people uh, that might have moved away from, you know, their church or religious backgrounds are really looking for that kind of connection. And they made sure at the Taronga Zoo gig to pass the hat around for the salvos too. Going to see a choir at the zoo. It's funny, the people you bump into like Miss World Australia, Sophie Lavers. What are you doing here tonight? I'm helping with the collecting for the salvos. So at the end of the show, I'll stand there with my mum and some other volunteers and uh, hopefully people will put some donations in our buckets. More than three years on and about 150 concerts later, the Choir of Hope and Inspiration hasn't forgotten what it exists for. It's people like Maureen. It changed my life. How did it change your life? To be wanted.